0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Introversion Podcast. A very special episode here today. I'm joined by my new friend, my, my online <laughs> friend. Uh, <Yes. laughs> he is, he is, <laughs> he is the, the host of the podcast Sincere Sarcasm and the Online Friend Simulator. You can see him live Wednesday nights on YouTube on the improv show Super Geeked Up. Please welcome Francis, a.k.a. the other guy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really super stoked to have you on here, man. Um, you're other than my friend uh, Tommy Danger, who has a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, other than him, he's my friend. You know you, how you just going to listen to your friend's podcast, but you're, you're oh, like sure. the you <laughs> You're like the podcast out there in the real world that I listen to regularly. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool, really cool, really cool to have you yeah, on I here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so a little a little backstory of how we kind of met and connected I might have mentioned this a little bit in the the email mm-hmm. uh, I guess it was probably almost a year ago sometime around there I so I don't know you you might have to be familiar with this but introversion.com it, introversion is the name of the podcast but introversion.com is actually my blog but it's not necessarily like a writing blog there's a lot of uh, visuals like I do a lot of photography and drawing and art and animation and all this kind of stuff so it's like interactive and I started this project back in the early 2000s and it was a big hit back then because nobody was really doing that in the early days of the internet. And then I got busy with life and I kind of stopped doing it around 2010 and I decided to bring it back before this whole pandemic hit. But early in 2020, I was like, you know what, it's a new decade. I'm going to bring the project back, you know, make this interactive visual blog happen again. But I thought adding the podcast layer onto it would be cool as something new for me to try out. And so I started doing research online uh, last year as to, are, is or <laughs> is there already a podcast out there called Introversion? Uh, mm. Obviously, I would run into some trouble there. And uh, to, to my pleasure, there was no podcast out there called Introversion. Uh, but when I did a search in Spotify for Introversion under podcasts, I think yours was either the top result or it was like one of the top five. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know if you put that in your keywords or if, you, if that's completely like a, a shocker to you, but... That's a shocker um, to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's how I discovered your podcast. And obviously, the the name, the Online Friends Simulator, and like the this the style of it with the the type, I was like, okay, this this definitely sounds different than all the other podcasts that are like have some like snazzy like Cooking with Jane or you know just like <laughs> uh, you know. So I was like, all right, it intrigued me, and I clicked through, and I immediately started listening, and I was like, all right, this is cool, this is listenable, and oh. um. And then you drop your little regular recurring uh, Star Wars soundbite of uh, Han Solo. Mm-hmm.
1: Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? And I
0: was like, okay, this is my guy right here. This is my guy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that, that That's that moment where I got hooked.
1: <laughs> I need to bring that back. I, I, I've been neglecting it lately simply because, uh, especially my in my last few, I've been much more, I guess, reflective lately. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, I've uh my production value has kind of gone down but it's been replaced <laughs> with more uh, thoughtfulness maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so I I I'm am kind of curious. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. And the I think you also sampled
0: from uh what was it? Uh King of the Hill Bobby, right? Yes, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's one yeah. of one of my original, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I, I'm not even a huge King of the Hill fan, but just hearing Bobby, I think he was like, What, what are you talking song? about? What are you talking about? Talking to me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I love it. I love it. Um, that's the kind of flair. I, I like to bring little pop culture bits into my podcast as well. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but you, you, you seem like you, you must be super busy these days because I know you've only you've been posting maybe like one episode a month on your podcast. So what are you what have you been up to?
1: Well, uh, I, I do a couple of other podcasts. I, I co-host on a couple of other shows. So that, that's been kind of keeping me busy. Um, mostly, I've just really been trying to do a lot of self-care during this time right now. <laughs> mm, <laughs> because good idea. it's, that's... yeah, it, you know, the with the isolation and with the needing to be locked down and everything, it, it, it's, it, it can get taxing. So I, I needed something that really uh allowed me to just relax a little bit and not have to think about everything because um as you know, in one of my episodes I talked about like Twitter and ha- everyone being angry and yeah and hating and and it's just th- a lot of that type of energy, even though you're just reading it, you kind of feed off it after a while, and yeah. uh I needed to get away from that so um. I, I hope that I that now that I've actually done I think three episodes in a row that were of normal uh, schedule <laughs> that I'll be mm-hmm. able to keep it up <laughs> and do it that way. But uh, um, it took some some interesting scenarios to happen in my life and or not in my life personally, but just around me to be like, okay, I'm inspired again to kind of go out there and talk about these things.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny how these things kind of ebb and flow, right? It's like it's kind of yeah. like you get in you get in the mood, and all of a sudden you can just rattle off a bunch of episodes. And but if you're not feeling it, it it's kind of that age old dilemma of like, well, do you fake it till you make it, or do you just do what feels right in the moment, you know, and see wherever <laughs> that leads you? Or do you tend to subscribe to more of the latter, like uh, if you're feeling something, go with it, and if not, it- then
1: well, yeah, because I don't want to be someone who puts something out there, and I don't, you know, just for the sake of putting it out there, you know, it's right. a topic that may be hot right now, and I don't really care about it, right. um, because then there's no passion behind it, or there's no actual feeling behind any of what I'm talking about, and, and that's kind of what I put out there with Online friend Simulator, because, yeah, I mean, it was inspired by the fact that more and more people I see online, including myself, you know, are feeling lonely, and it's 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 getting more isolating even before the pandemic. <laughs> and so, I, I I just wanted a place where people could just hear you know uh, a point of view and, and hopefully share their own, um, in what I would consider a safe environment. So yeah, I I if I if I just forced myself to put out content every week, um, I feel like the quality would just go down, <laughs> and nobody would care. But as long as it was something I was interested in and 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 actually had s- feelings about, then yeah, people would would gravitate towards that.
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right about that. I I, I do think. Uh, I think, that's. I think that's why I enjoy your podcast and why I have a hard time listening to a bunch of other podcasts. Is that I. It's interesting because I I actually kind of want to get into some pop culture stuff with you because I I have this feeling, I was also going to ask you about your, the whole anger thing on Twitter because you seem like such a chill guy. It's almost hard for me to picture you getting into these arguments and debates with people like in a vicious way, (laughs) you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but I just get that impression of you that you're just like, all right, y'all are screaming at each other. I think you should chill, chill out. You know, I I get that (laughs) sense that, that that's you. But likewise, I feel like I feel like you and I probably would disagree in terms of our tastes, like in different pop culture, like shows and music and items a lot. But I feel like even though even (laughs) though we even though even though we might disagree on a lot, I feel like it would be totally fine because I feel like we would just uh, respect our differences. And, uh, you know, I just get that impression. I don't know.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I was talking about, all, I, I mean, I don't actually engage with a lot of the. It, it's just observation from from my end. I don't actually engage too much because the people who are here's the thing. I don't um I don't like to uh I don't like to make cause too many waves really. And and what's funny is I actually follow a lot of people whom I don't necessarily agree with about uh-huh. a lot of things, and it. I have a tendency to want to follow, or I tend to have a tendency to want to be around people who have a different kind of point of view than I do because I want to get it. I want to understand
0: yeah, yeah, why yeah.
1: a person acts or does certain things. And so I may not yell. <laughs> I am pretty chill. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't really actually start yelling at these people or getting angry. I save that for the podcast. But <laughs> when I see it, I really do have to kind of hold back and say, I, and stop myself from pretty much knowing that I could destroy this pseudo internet friendship by speaking my mind and trying to point out well where I feel they are wrong. <laughs> and it's yeah. not necessarily my place to do that because no matter how often no matter how logical or factual or whatever I am, and it doesn't matter how much I put out there, if you're if you're into that one thing, if you're, if you're into that, that anger, that hate towards that thing, no matter what I say, it's not going to change your mind. Yeah. I, I right. can. Yeah. So I just feel like. I was, I was
0: just it about it. to, I was just about to ask you that, but you just answered it basically. Like, do you feel like you nowadays, especially in 2020, do you feel like you can't really convince anybody of anything really? Right. I mean, like, especially not the people who are so adamant in their views about.
1: Which kind of seems to be everyone really. Uh, <laughs> there are very few people who. Well, see I, that yeah, as... I don't feel
0: I don't feel like that. Like I, oh, like <laughs> I, I, I'm open to being convinced. Similarly to you, I have mm-hmm. surrounded myself. Uh, interestingly enough, I had this one friend on Christian uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, actually more like a month ago, and he and I are just diametrically opposed politically, you know, socioeconomically on like every issue. But he's mm-hmm. my friend. We've worked together in the past, and I was like, "Yeah, come on the podcast. Let's debate. Let's talk." And when we were recording and I told him I was going to post it, he was a little nervous. He was like, Oh, I hope you, uh, you know, keep the trolls off me. You know, like I don't want to be attacked for, (laughs) and and what he didn't realize is like, dude, 90% of my friends agree with you. Only 10% of my friends agree with me. So it's kind of like I've surrounded myself. And part of it has been living in New York. I I don't know if you know this, but I lived in New York for the last like 15 years before I moved. I'm in Philly now, Mm -hmm. but all my friends are like liberal New Yorker types. Not not all of them, but like 90%. So and I don't I don't identify that way anymore. So not that I consider myself like a conservative, but I'm definitely more in this nebulous space of you know, I'm just seeking truth, you know, and I'm trying to, you know, be on the right side of history and all these kind of things, mm-hmm. but I I don't just dive in deeper and deeper on the left and you know, that's just not me. So I'm with you on that. Like I like to surround myself with people who think differently. But on the, other t- on the other hand, I've been kind of struggling lately because sometimes it can just feel exhausting, you know? Don't you kind of find a comfort in, in surrounding yourself with people who kind of think and feel like you, you
1: know? Right. Yeah. No, I know. Well, that's the thing. I'm finding fewer and fewer people who <laughs> share <laughs> a lot of the same ideals that I have. And it's, you know, I feel like it's a, a little bit of a minefield to even voice anything that may seem slightly not. To the left or something you know yeah the the moment you you even hint that maybe you don't necessarily agree with everything someone is saying yeah you almost become the enemy immediately and yep. from what I've witnessed that does seem to be the case so uh, it's why I try yep. very often to be neutral on my social media profiles but mm-hmm. on you know like on a podcast I, I think i still try to be neutral but at least uh you know provide some context to why i feel a certain way and uh yeah it's tough it's very very it's it's just a hard place to navigate
0: yeah i think you've 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 kind of been avoiding uh the politics. like i feel like the most controversial subjects you've kind of steered clear of and i'm sure that was an intentional yeah. thing
1: oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I know, I I mean, I already know just based off of, again, my interactions on social media and it, uh, again, I'm not trying to convince anybody or trying to sway anyone to my way of thinking. So I try to keep it as neutral as possible because I believe that a lot of the things that I talk about affect, every you know, either affect everyone or can, you know, uh, be relatable to everyone as opposed to Mm -hmm. the moment, because the moment I say anything that's either left or right the audience stops listening and thinking that whatever else I'm going to say is not worth their time. Yeah. That's completely untrue. You know, I like to think that it's worth somebody's time somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, Mm -hmm. I kind of learned that, not that learned that lesson a little bit, but like I, back to back weeks, I got into these big debates about politics and and black lives matter and racism and all this stuff with, with that friend Christian. And then the the next episode was with my friend, Obi, um, Mm -hmm it was super opinionated about the subject and we we talked and debated for like over two hours on it. And, um, I kind of realized after that, I'm like, this is the introversion podcast. You know, this is very <laughs> much, this is very much about, I, I think in a lot of ways, similar to what you're doing with online friend simulator in the sense of it's very real. It's very raw. And I think it should be more about my perspective and my experiences that I'm sharing with the world and and being open to hearing other people's experiences and kind of bonding through that i think that's really more what this is about
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: not this is not a crossfire debate show you know and i feel like it was kind of starting to become that and i i think i've done wisely to kind of step back from that and um you know i i, I want to start getting more like i'm really super stoked to have you on today and i want to start having guests on where we talk about life you know i mean there's so mm-hmm. much to talk about in life especially in 2020 yeah it, it might it might seem like the only thing to talk about is the pandemic and black lives matter but no. really there's life outside of all of that you know the fact mm-hmm. is like everything that we're dealing with like loneliness you know isolation depression sickness mm. just work money priorities i don't know about you but like i not to bring all not to be all morbid or like a downer about this but i've <laughs> i've started just thinking about life and death you know like yeah. as we get older i mean it's like something like covid comes and it presents death like i don't think i'm going to die of covid i really mm. am i'm kind of over that whole fear mm. factor but <laughs> but it's still a reminder of i am getting older and i feel like i've kind of lost a year of my life in a sense like i'm still productive i'm still doing things that i that i want to do but I feel like we're all kind of losing time here in a sense. And what I mean by that is I, I feel a little bit okay for myself, but I feel bad for people who imagine this was like your 16th birthday or your mm-hmm. 30th birthday or your 40th birthday or your mom just died and you there was no funeral uh, because of COVID. You know, like people missing major milestones or your high school graduation. And it's completely ruined by this thing. You know, that only Mm -hmm. happens once or your marriage or your wedding, you know, these things only happen once in your life. And we've lost like eight months of life. Like what makes life worth living? Mm -hmm. And God knows how long this is going to drag on for. But I, I just feel like, look, the older I get, I try to value each day. And live life to the fullest you know carpe diem like every day and i feel like that's kind of tough to do these days because everything is shut down and locked down and you know so i i just you know i start yeah. to think very kind of like well how much time do i have left i mean do i really want to sacrifice a year or two years and and lockdown by myself like there's still so many things i want to do in life and connect with other people and travel and you know
1: yeah and it, it it's about really you know re- refocusing what you feel is, is valuable to you and and I cuz it is a perspective thing you know I I I've, I've recently really started um understanding that people who want to be happy right like the, the concept of happiness isn't something that um you get, it's something that you perceive based off of the stuff that happens to you. Like, okay, I could easily just say, well, um, there's a bit, there's a, you know, there's a packed parking lot for instance. And I, and I, I've been driving around for 10 minutes trying to find parking and all of a sudden that one space opens up. I could either just be uh, annoyed that I had to wait for 10 minutes or just be happy that finally after 10 minutes, I got that space. Mm -hmm. So Looking at it, changing that type of perspective, especially now, is I think is the key to keeping people sane. Because <laughs> you're right, there's nothing we can really do to gain the things that we're losing right now. There, there, we I can't we can force it, I guess, if we really want to. I mean, I know I know a couple who, despite everything, got married <laughs> during the the pandemic. Um, they had a Zoom wedding. Oh God!
0: <laughs> I just. I just <laughs> That just sounds so terrible to me. I mean, I don't want to be mean. I just, I just feel like, wow, I, I would rather push my wedding off until this was all over, even if it meant delaying it for a year. I, but you know, what if my wife thought differently? I don't know. You know, it's just like, but the
1: thought of a zoom wedding to me is like, like Oh God. It, Yeah. It's exactly what you thought it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you partook, you partook in this, uh,
1: Yes, yeah, were, he was he was you, a friend of mine, so I, I I partook and I and I watched via my phone through the Zoom, and wow. um you couldn't interact or do anything really. I mean, you just kind of watched the ceremony as it happened, and everyone was in masks, and it it just oh, it was God. fine. It was a fine ceremony. You may now unmask your you may
0: now unmask your bride, exactly, <laughs> and 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 hug her from a, from a six feet foot distance. Like I was great.
1: Kind of an A-frame hug, please. Before you, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was again. It, it, it was something the wife wanted. You know, they, they she didn't yeah. want to delay. They they had planned for you know a summer wedding, so they wanted to get it done and and make it happen. And so they did. And uh, to make oh, it wow. up to the the rest of the you know the guests, they would have a ceremony when everything was over. But they just wanted to get it done. And you're right, it could have waited. But they were looking for anything. I think at the time to kind of be different from their regular life of just staying home. Yeah. (laughs) You know,
0: it's like, fuck it. Let's get married. Let's get married today. Let's do a zoom wedding. Fuck it.
1: Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Because they, you know, they didn't do anything else, right? They, they, they couldn't go out. They couldn't, you know, it was grocery store and home (laughs) and working from home, which is all they had. And so, uh, I get it. I kind of, I mean, I kind of get it, but, um, yeah, so so it's really just I guess trying to find those little things that that get you through it. But you're right. I, I mean it does feel like a year is going to be wasted, but um I I just recently did an episode on serendipity and it, mm-hmm. it you know, sometimes it forces you into scenarios that you didn't expect and I am I'm, I'm finding myself currently in a scenario that's that's actually very positive that I wouldn't have happened otherwise if the pandemic didn't mm. or, or wasn't around. Yeah, weirdly enough. (laughs) Yeah, so
0: it's a good point. You know, like I who knows, I might not have been doing this podcast episode with you right now if it weren't for, you know, like so much time spent online and more, you know, it's like I almost I almost kind of wanted to ask you that. Like, do you have you noticed more of a more of an importance to your podcast now? Because it is all about online. I mean, it's interesting for you to call it online friend simulator in a time where everything is online now. So it's almost like very poetic. I don't know if you've even, have you thought about that? Like, wow, it's like I have the perfect oh, yeah. podcast for, that's oh, all yeah, the online because, friends.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm noticing the, you know, increased interaction. You know, I notice that like people are willing to write more and and I just feel like people need it. Um, I don't think to, for a lot of folk, this is new territory. Mm-hmm. They, they've never had to navigate not being able to go out and to go to the club or go to the bar or go wherever they need to go to to, to socialize. And right. so it's a, it's a brand new world for them. A whole new world And even though I'm not really talking necessarily anymore about like how to make friends online and things like that, uh, I think just having the concept of knowing that there is a thing that, like a friend simulator, I guess, out there. <laughs> that it uh yeah. yeah it seems appealing and so um yeah i've been i like yeah more and more people i i i just see more and more people just spending so much time online which is not a necessarily good thing either but um actually it's not a, it's a terrible thing really we should we shouldn't be spending this much time online yeah but, you know it is what it is
0: oh i think <laughs> social media it's it's interesting cuz like i've talked about this uh, in great depth in my previous episodes but like like we're forced to be online. We're forced to just use our computers and be alone. But mm-hmm. I'm almost kind of thinking about like, cause I, I do like the podcasting space and mm-hmm. I love what you're doing and I'm starting to, to feel out what I'm doing and I'm kind of digging this as well. Um, yeah. But like social media is typically what people think of when they think of online and social media is toxic as hell. So, Oh yeah. You know, it's like, I think that's the real challenge is facing the reality that we're in right now. Right. So everything mm-hmm. has to be online, but how can we craft and, and nestle this and mold it into something that is actually positive, right. Or, or fruitful. Mm-hmm. So the point when December 31st, 2020 rolls around, we can look back on this year and somehow say, Oh, you know what? There was actually a lot of good that came out of this year. You know, like I, mm-hmm. And I think if people are going to feel that way, it's going to have to do something with figuring out this online solution, you know, to the mess we're in.
1: Well, I think it. I think the biggest hurdle, really, especially especially for Americans, is to be able to get over the hurdle of politics. I think that's the biggest hurdle right now because it's the one thing that over the last four years have really fractured relationships. And if we can yeah. just uh, like you were saying, kind of remember that life continues on no matter what else is going on in the world. Our personal mm-hmm. lives don't stop moving just because we don't like what's going on higher up. We should also be paying attention to what's going on around us. And when you know, when I was listening to that to your uh, unfriend podcast uh, episode, uh, and thinking about the type of people that we, I guess you know, uh, weeding out, I guess, <laughs> of our mm-hmm. lives as we realize maybe, you know, they, they don't necessarily have any real um, impact or benefit in our lives anymore. Um, maybe, maybe taking that into account because, we you know, people who are, are using social media right now are keeping around a lot of people who don't benefit them in any way, shape, or form. They just feed into that anger. They just feed into that, that uh, cycle of, of feeling anything. But it's all negative. It's all, yeah. and that's what bothers me the most about it. Is it just so? There's nothing uplifting about it. It's all doom and gloom, and I realize it looks like that. But how do you live a life? I mean, how do you, how do you wake up in the morning and want to get out of bed if that's the thing you think about the moment you get out of bed? Yeah. So. I I just think I I don't know how to accomplish that in all honesty. Other than, you know, in in, in, in not engaging, but consuming, you know, consuming stuff that isn't a part of that world, right? Mm-hmm. That isn't talking about the politics or identity or whatever it is that happens to be really, you know, pushed into your pushed at your face. Just mm-hmm. hey, let's just talk about you know. <laughs> people forgot romance is not a thing anymore even you don't hear about that right well when when weddings
0: are zoom weddings i think romance is officially dead or you know i think it is (laughs) it's it's
1: like wow yeah exactly for that that alone right and and there there is still the capacity for romance and love and whatever on online um it it may not be traditional and it may not be uh face-to-face but I'm sad that I don't see that, you know, because there used to be that on Twitter, especially five years ago, six years ago, where people were just talking about how happy they were in this situation. And, yeah, it was sickening. And, yeah, I didn't necessarily like it, but at least it was positive. (laughs) Right. Right. I remember. I remember those feelings of, God
0: damn you. Exactly. Perfect love, (laughs) falling in love, romance. But on the other hand, yeah, it was Good to see, because at least it was like, that's how things are supposed to work in the world, at least. But now it's kind of like, it's just like, fuck Mm -hmm. all, like just, yeah, it's just nothingness out there. Um, So speaking of which, to to shift gears a little bit, I I remember an episode you did several, several episodes ago where you were talking about um, the Facebook dating app or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I had heard of it and I've still never actually used it. And in fact, during the, the pandemic, I have dropped down to only using Hinge and uh, Coffee Meets Bagel. <laughs> so I don't know if you've used either of those two, but those have been my two kind of go-to ones.
1: I know of um, them. I ha- I've never used them, but I know I definitely know of them. Yeah.
0: Okay. So have you used any apps during the pandemic?
1: Are you interested no. in dating
0: at all? Or n- is it just kind of like, ah, fuck it. Like, it's just not going to happen now anyways?
1: Yeah. Well, how do you? I mean, right at the, I mean, at the moment, I don't see the benefit of dating. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you gonna do, really? I guess you could have a nice Zoom date if you like, <laughs> if that's if that's what you're into. But outside of that, I don't. I, I think waiting it out would probably. Well, actually, you know, I take it back. I probably should get back into it because normally. In a a situation where you can go out and have coffee or go out and have a nice dinner, um, put, you, putting your best face forward is so much easier when you can do it face-to-face, right? You can be so much more suave or, you know, flirty, I guess, when you can actually hear the person and see their facial, you know, facial reactions and whatever. Yeah. Maybe this is the best time to do it because now you have to impress someone simply by your words. <laughs> by well, your, it's like an extra no. difficulty factor though. It's uh you know, like
0: like this is another thing about, so my so my friend Tommy who's coming up tomorrow, we talked briefly on the on our, our last podcast we recorded about alcohol and dating and we were talking about like I I've I've only had like a couple drinks this whole year. And <laughs> not by any dramatic Sort of recovering alcoholic, kind of reason at all. It's just kind of like I'm home by myself. Like <laughs> drink, drinking is like a social activity to me. Why would I bother mm-hmm. drinking if I know it's not really healthy? So I'm just like, yeah, I went like five months without having a drink until my cousin came out to visit a couple weeks ago. So, but we were talking about it also in terms of dating and what my friend Tommy was saying it was something like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm done with like, he was kind of adopting this new form of dating during the pandemic of like, you know what? I think from now on any dates I go on, even after the pandemic, I think I'm just going to go on a walk with them. No alcohol, no money mm-hmm. spent, like just, you know, cause it's like, if you take the alcohol out, if you take the kind of all the, the surrounding ambiance of all that other shit, you're left with just, Hey, this is a real person here. I'm a real person. We're talking. Mm-hmm. And, it's kind of like you cut to the chase, you know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah. It, but maybe that's makes it it's either going to be real more quicker or it's going to fizzle more quicker because cuz alcohol just kind of spikes up like, you know, it's like an artificial you know, enhancement to, to the yeah. quote-unquote chemistry.
1: You know? Liquid confidence, right? I yeah. I mean, that's what right. it is. Right. And so it's not who you are. I mean, you know, you can't be drinking all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, some people can, I guess. But I guess it, that's true. <laughs> probably, probably not wise. So you'll have to at some point, yeah, I think the walk thing is actually a brilliant idea because uh, one of the things that I noticed when I was doing the whole dating uh facebook dating is it's very art artific- it's so artificial it's it dating apps are so artificial and so fake and just so <sighs> there's nothing genuine about it usually it's it's you i think wait you said it too you I you said it on your own show it's it's all of the same profile oh that, yeah you know right descriptions right. and right that's it it's yeah. the same five things or emojis or what, or a quote that I just some random quote because the person, you know, the person's famous. So, therefore, I'm going to put an Einstein quote on there because I know who Einstein is. And that tells you nothing. And it doesn't, and they don't care anyway. Usually, the other side doesn't even care anyway because if you're not hot, why did you? Yeah. They they're not going to respond to you anyway. <laughs> right.
0: Right. I remember so, listening to, to women talk about like, Guys need to step up their game. They need to write like a creative message because hi or how are you <laughs> is not going to cut it, right? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing women talk, say that kind of thing all the time, still to this day. And back in the day when I actually used to use OkCupid, I mm-hmm. would sit there and like look at her profile and scan for like some little pop culture thing she likes this song. or And then I would like try to give an opening line related to that movie or just be like, hey, so... Yeah, but you you said you like that, but what about it? You know, just like, but it takes time to do that, to yeah. cre- create something. And I would do that for one girl, another girl, another girl. And it was like, uh, yeah, maybe maybe one reply back out of 10. And
1: it's like, wow, what a colossal waste of time. You know? It is. It is. because they, Because you were one of 50 other guys yeah. that went yeah. and did exactly the same thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> And, you know, and, and, I mean, I don't want to discourage online dating because it works for quite a few people. But it, it, it's really it's it, a lot of it is luck and a lot of it is the right angle from where you took your selfie. <laughs> <laughs> the lighting and the right angle. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I've got I've gotten so good at online dating, so to speak, where I'm like, I can decode girls profiles so oh yeah it's just like i'm not that it's a skill to brag about but it's basically like yeah uh, you see the girls taking photos from certain angles and Mm -hmm. the girls who use snapchat filters for all of their pictures and you know it's just like the same patterns and you see i'm like yeah that no no we're done here no you know yeah um (laughs) and uh because you you know, what you get a sense of what it's like in reality, you know. And anytime mm-hmm. you see it, I hate to sound like a terrible male chauvinist right now, but fuck it, I'm going to say it anyways. But anytime <laughs> you see a girl's profile and there's like five or six pictures in it and each picture she's gaining five or 10 pounds, mm-hmm. when you go meet her in person, I guarantee you she'll be like 10 or 15 pounds heavier than the last picture. So,
1: yeah. And yeah. you're not because look, here's the thing. It's not like the women are not doing the same for the men, you know. It's not like they're looking at art pictures and they're looking and, and making sure. Well, does he have a does he have a gut? Oh, I don't know. Or th- does he have a six pack? Great, I'll go talk. To- I mean, they, they're 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 judging us the same way we're judging yeah. them when we're yeah, dating. Yeah, yeah. So you don't right. have to feel bad about any of that stuff because yeah. it's, it's happened in both ways. And yeah, you're right. You know, I, um, the feud that I went on, yeah, it was uh, wow. You did a really good angle because I didn't think you looked like right you're
0: a really good photographer you should list that on your profile
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah so yeah it's it's definitely um yeah those i don't know i uh, i think i'm glad i'm not really doing that right now it's it just seems exhausting and i'm already exhausted (laughs) yeah
0: I've I've talked with a few girls uh through the apps and uh this is the interesting thing about the introversion podcast and the in the site itself. So apparently I'm very controversial. I this is news to me, but apparently like the stuff that I talk about on the podcast or that I post on the introversion site, it's highly mm-hmm. controversial in 2020, you know. So mm-hmm. uh I list it on my dating profiles now, actually. So I use introversion.com or the podcast as a litmus test. So I got into a debate about this with my mom the other day because she was basically saying, no, like, you need to ease... Like, I'm such a handful, right? Because I'm such a like intriguing, weird, quirky character of a guy with all of this weird backstory. I lived in Germany, a military brat, preacher's kid, left religions, I create all these brands. I do all this art, design, travel. Like, There's just a lot to my story. And it can be mm-hmm. overwhelming to people. And my perspectives are neither left nor right, you know, politically. I'm just kind of like, I'm a... I'm a unique, you know, character. Um, but my mom was kind of like, Yeah, you need to ease people in to, to yourself, because if you just put it all out there in a raw way, it's gonna people they won't be able to handle it because they don't really know you yet. And I'm like, I see that point. And it's like, yeah, I understand your point, but on the other hand, I'm like, eventually they're gonna have to to know this real me. So I, I kind of exactly. feel like let's let's just cut to the chase. And if if you can't even tolerate one episode of my podcast you know, where I'm basically just, this is myself, just raw. It's me unfiltered. This is who I am. If you, if you're so repulsed or turned off by 10 minutes into my podcast, it, it was never going to work out between us in the, in the end anyways. So right, that's why I like it as a litmus test. I list it. I proudly listed on my profile and I'm like, yeah, go check it out. And, uh, I've had a couple of girls recently. They, they've, they've messaged me and say, Oh, I love your Instagram profile. And, you're cool. And, but I, I didn't find them attractive or interesting. Right. So I yeah. don't, it has to go both ways, you know, but oh yeah. ideally, you know, one of these days, some cool, cute girl will write, <laughs> like me back or send me a thing and say, Hey, I love your podcast. And I look at her and I'm like, Oh wow, I hmm. like you too. And then we'll <laughs> go from there. But that is, it's so rare. And, and not just with the pandemic. I just feel like you know, the love connection thing and the online mm-hmm. space is, uh, I don't know, man. I've kind of given it up. I mean, I, you're, you're in your 30s, right?
1: Uh, I'm going to be entering my 40s this year. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. See, that's going to yeah. suck if you have to spend your 40th birthday in lockdown. That would, that would suck.
1: Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, I, with the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but this is so, what I mean.
0: Uh, it's like I, I had a good 40th birthday. I mean, I went back to New York City uh, from when after I left New York City, I went back and hung out with all my friends for my fortieth, like three years three mm-hmm. years ago. I'm I'm 43 now, but with regard to the dating thing, though, I just feel like I'm open to possibilities. At the same time, I'm no longer pursuing it, you know. So, yeah. How do you feel turning 40? Like where you're at in the game? <laughs>
1: well, I mean, so, well, so I. I Something I didn't, I haven't been able to, I guess, reveal yet. And I guess, I mean, I don't don't mind talking about it here. Uh, was that I I did, I ended up finding somebody (laughs) recently. Um, yeah. And it was again, it it directly links to my latest serendipitous episode because it was serendipitous. It was just, I interacted with someone, weirdly enough, on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. I just listened to
0: that episode earlier today. Yeah. So, okay. Now, uh, now it gets a little juicier a little more detail so. yeah <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i wasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't go i didn't go quite where uh i, I didn't quite do big i do the quite uh, big reveal yet but yeah right. no I, I i i just randomly interacted with somebody whom i know i mean i interact with people all the time on twitter and i normally just think okay a couple of likes maybe a comment and i'll never talk to them again we'll follow each other and life moves on but uh in this particular case you know we just kept asking questions about each other for some strange reason. I had no idea what they looked like. They didn't have a profile picture. So I just thought, well, Uh-oh. if anything, this is, well, I I didn't look at it romantically at all. I just like, if if anything, I'm just making a new friend. And-
0: Oh my God, before the, I forget, you
1: m- need to watch, there's a Japanese
0: movie called, I think it's Moteki. And okay. it it basically <laughs> means Shit, I'll include a link in the podcast notes, but it's uh, okay. uh its so much of what you're describing right now, because like, oh, really? this, this, this girl and this guy, they start mm-hmm. chatting over Twitter, and they're they're both music fans, and they're going back and forth talking about music. She doesn't have a profile picture, he mm-hmm. doesn't even know she's a female, and they're just going back and and it ends up being this whole love. They meet in real life. He he finds out she's a girl and she's really cute and like all this the whole movie, but um. Love strikes. That's what it's called. So it's a uh, oh. Japanese. The Japanese term is moteki,
1: I think. But um, moteki. Okay.
0: Yeah, but love strikes. I think it's, I think you would love that movie. I'm assuming uh, like, like Japanese because stuff.
1: it definitely sounds like what's what's happening right now. Uh-huh. Because yeah, that this was about. You know, it's been about two weeks. Um, we just we just ended up messaging, tweeting each other for a few days, and then into Messenger and WhatsApp and. Um, the the big reveal of what she looks like. And I'm like, Oh wow. She's wow. Okay. (laughs) okay, This is strange. And it was unexpected and unintentional. And I had no, I had no desire for anything like this to happen. And it just did. And it was a matter of just kind of seeing that opportunity and going for it. Now, I don't know again, what's going to happen to this because this is, you know, the, the, the other strange scenario is this is international. (laughs) Which oh wait, she's not
0: thing. she's not in LA.
1: No. She's in oh. another country.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Which is much more complicated. But at the same time I guess time that answers when...
0: that answers my next question, which is going to be have you guys met yet? And so I
1: guess not. No. No. But I mean I, I, there's not well once everything you know lifts I, I there's nothing stopping me from doing that, but yeah, I there is that that additional layer of well this is someone who is in a completely other country different culture not different culture necessarily but just you know enough differences in that sense that uh, it technically shouldn't have worked like there sh- we should have very little in common yet somehow we did and hmm. it continued to build and build every day and it was not something i had intended or anticipated and you know, uh, Twitter is full of people who are much, much younger than me. And luckily, she was not. She was, <laughs> you know. So that even so worked she's, out she's wow. about
0: she's about your age?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That surprised me even more because, again, the vast majority of Twitter is, like, early 20s, you know. I mean, nothing that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> that much older. But, mm-hmm. you know, to find someone closer to my age and just, like, really into the same things that I was uh, was really surprising. So... Um, yeah. So, 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 uh, it, before, if you were to have, do, if we were to have done the show two weeks ago, I would have said, well, I am perfectly content at the moment, not really thinking about it. Cause I wasn't thinking about it because of the pandemic. I wasn't thinking about it because of this situation. I was ready to start up again when everything was quote unquote, back to normal. Now, the game has changed and I don't really know what's going to happen, but (laughs) it's interesting. It's fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is an interesting development. Uh, in a way it's kind of good with the pandemic. The fact that it's a long distance remote thing, because you can just take this time to really bond and get to know each other, you know, Mm -hmm. because even if there wasn't the pandemic right now, you wouldn't necessarily be able to jump on a plane. And I mean, I guess you could eventually, but it's kind of a big deal. So I've never done well, that. I've never traveled out of the state to meet a girl I met online. Uh, <laughs> but Much less out of the country. Yeah. But, but this way you can have some time to, I guess, get to know each other and uh, just digitally. Yeah. And, uh,
1: and I think that it's been working that way fairly well because, uh, you know, it, we're, it, it, it slows everything down, you know. It takes away a lot of that, um, that pressure of dating. Right. When you're just kind of naturally wanting to get to know each other, mm-hmm. it, it it really, um, especially when it's unexpected, it just makes it a lot easier, I guess, as well, because, you know, it's just a happy coincidence or a happy serendipitous scenario. I don't know. But uh yeah, it, it, I, I th- and I think, again, if there was no pandemic, this would never have happened in the first place anyway, because mm. I would have been. I wouldn't have been online. I would have been out more. I would have been doing more things. I would have been dating more on, you know, on the, on these apps. Um, and, and that would have been my life. And, uh, I'm not saying that this is going to happen to everybody, but wow. I I mean, you know, they say that stuff like this happens, you know, in movies and whatnot. Yeah. It happens to you. It's just like, wow, I, I guess there's some truth to it. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, you know, taking it day by day. You're a (laughs) real-life, you've
0: got mail. (laughs) The odd thing about this form of communication is that you're more likely to talk about nothing than something. But I just want to say that all this nothing has meant more to me than so many somethings. (laughs) Sort of, yeah. The the (laughs) fucked-up 2020 (laughs) pandemic version. Yeah. Uh, (laughs)
1: Wow. No, and, it's, and, uh, and it's yeah. Go on, sorry.
0: No, i was just gonna say it's cool to hear. It's cool to hear you talking about this because it's kind of like I, I'm one of those people where I just grow increasingly jaded about mm-hmm. everything, and sometimes it's comforting for me to hear that something good like that can. I mean, it would be nice if it happened to me, but of at course, least yeah. if it can happen at all, that's right. Some hope, you know, mm-hmm. that like okay, you know. So the you know that's good to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's uh, mm. it's def- definitely I, I mean, like, look, I am I've I w- was in the Jaded camp, believe me. I was very much just what's the point? I mean, it, it it gets frustrating and it gets it gets really discouraging and what do you do after a while? You know, it, it almost seems like you're just running in a little hamster wheel. And it just doesn't go anywhere, yeah, so I appreciate that, especially because it's been you know despite my recent scenario <laughs> before that it was just like ten years of nothing, so mm-hmm. it it it's nice to see something like that, that things turn around at least a little bit every once in a while, and uh yeah, you're right it is it, 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 Hopefully, this story gives someone a little bit of hope because, yeah, it, it, it's it's not as um it's not as clear cut as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's for sure. I didn't just things just happen, and it just it's very very interesting. Well, may, it's very weird.
0: Maybe maybe you just exposed my problem all along. Is maybe the problem is
1: I've been looking in
0: the United States. I've been looking in my own country.
1: Oh <laughs> well, again, so, this was uninten this was unintentional. I mean, right. our. our it's not a male order bride kind of situation, <laughs>
0: you know. I get it. Uh, you know,
1: when they say there's someone for everyone, apparently it's not in the same not in the same continent. It's it's in different continents yeah. too. So, <laughs> well, this was like
0: one of my what is this part of my life plans? Like right now, like I kind of wanted to get a couple things going with like streams of income this past year, and then mm-hmm. I really wanted to go back to Japan. I visited in 2005. I loved it, mm-hmm. and I just, it's been too long. I wanted to get back out there and try out life there and try to meet some people and see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that plan has been thrown out the window, of course, this year because of everything. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's weird to talk about. I I did an episode uh, on, I launched, I posted it on Independence Day on July 4th. Mm -hmm. And in in that episode, I was talking also about the American identity and what it means to me or what it doesn't mean to me. And um, like, how do you feel in general, but also this year in terms of like, do you feel super American? Do you feel attached to this country? Do you feel like you could just up and go somewhere else in the world or somewhere else in the world might possibly be a better fit?
1: I, I think, you know, I think I could pick up and go. And I think that's the problem is we're trying to feel like we need to fit somewhere when the world is I mean the world you, you can fit anywhere really I, I don't know why we have to feel like we need to be well if you're an American you'd only fit in America or you can you know if you're only if you're this you only fit in this place I I think those limitations really are what's causing a lot of our strife right now is we're, we're really everyone's limiting ourselves we're all limiting ourselves in some way yeah. or form and we don't allow ourselves to take that leap and what's funny is I I watch a lot of YouTube of um, people who are from different parts of the of con- uh, the world moving to Japan, funnily enough, and <laughs> making a life in Japan. Yeah, and I've and, I
0: followed a few of those YouTubers as well.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, right. And it's it's like if, well if they can do it now, mind yeah. you, I wouldn't you know document everything I was doing there, but it's like they, they were able to make a life out of it. They were able to to really you know, incorporate themselves into a society that doesn't necessarily want them, but they're there and they're making a really good run of it. And I feel that, that the, uh, here's here's, I guess this will be controversial, but I think the American identity is the biggest problem, <laughs> this individualism, this, 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 this thing, where we had to feel like we are ourselves are better than everyone else, or we ourselves are, um, independent from the rest of society or humanity. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's obvious, right? people who don't want to wear masks or people who want to yell at, uh, Walmart employees for you know, <laughs> making them do exactly what it says outside the door. <laughs> like you just, what makes you special? And we live in a, we, our current American society builds us up to believe we are special. We're all special. And we should be treated as such. And that's obviously not the case. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it negates everyone else. And that means no one else has any meaning. And that's obviously not true. And I think that's why when you say you want to... I, I mean, you know, you, you, that, that's a great idea to just pick up and move somewhere else. the some, whole new world. A whole new world. That could be your fit, or that you could find yourself really um, acclimating to that type of environment, as opposed to here, where if you're already feeling frustrated, like I, already, I feel frustrated being in, in, yeah. in the United States, I feel especially being in California, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, I would a crazy place. I, I would get the hell out of California if I if I were still there. I, I used to live in San Francisco before I moved to New York, and you know, I just I don't know. Well, California just seems like a bad idea right now, all around.
1: Well, San Francisco is like California times a thousand. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, San Francisco is like the rawness of the ideals of California. Well, I, I live in a place where there's enough um, diversity that it allows me to not feel like I I can't feel normal. Um, but yeah, yeah. San, oof, I couldn't imagine San Francisco. <laughs> That's got to be rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah you're, you're not the first person to say, you know, if you live in California, it's probably time to get out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I, I lived in New York during the golden era, I feel like. So I, I left mm-hmm. in 2016, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad I got out. So, I mean, well, I lived in San Francisco from 2000 to 2001, or no, 99, oh. to, two, 99 to 2001, right after I graduated mm-hmm. college. And uh, I was so glad I got out of there when I went to New York. And New York ended up being a great fit for me. But then eventually I was like, I'm so glad I got out of New York. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been in Philly now for like a year. I, wow, I guess coming up on two years now. It's crazy. Oh, um, wow. It just feels like a year. But like, te- technically in November, it will be two years. So I guess about a year and a half. But um, it's fine here. I haven't really plugged in, I don't know a ton mm-hmm. of people here. I'm not really. I could definitely just up and leave anytime from Philly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't know what's next. So yeah, this is really kind of re sparking the, the ideas in my head about living abroad because everything you're talking about, it's true in terms of like, I think it's, it's all rooted in fear and it's rooted in Mm -hmm. comfort, you know, which are interrelated, but I I think people just get comfortable, you know, it's like, well, and I felt that like I did an artist residency in Berlin 2011. And I, I went to high school in Germany. So I've, I've actually lived in Germany for six plus years out of my life. But Ooh. when I go there, you know, it's like, oh, well, 110 outlets instead of 220. And you got to have <laughs> adapters. And, you know, just like they do everything differently. And mm-hmm. and it can make you feel, you know, just uncomfortable, you know. And I think un- if, if you don't stick through it and plow through that. And again, probably with the same Japanese YouTubers in Japan that you and I have probably both watched. Mm -hmm. I get a sense of that, you know, where they're explaining what life is like there and sometimes there'll be those episodes where they they bust out these forms that are all like this really cryptic Japanese, you know, long ass forms you have to fill out and they're confusing in order to get like to rent a room or, you know, just like, and I I look at that and I'm like, oh god, what a headache and what a hassle and how stressful that would be. And I'm like, eh, I'll just stick around here.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there was an episode that I saw somebody he bought a car and the police had to go and measure a parking spot to make sure he could have a place to put the car. God. (laughs) You know, in Japan, like that's that's a lot of hassle. But, but again, that's you know that's what they're used to and. I I mean, yeah, you're right. It is, you know, once once you get comfortable, you know, and you get, yeah, you allow yourself to get lethargic. (laughs) You you allow yourself to, you get, you allow yourself to just not grow after that, right? You you don't allow yourself those challenges that allow you to be, you know, something better, if potentially better, I guess, but. Um, Hey, I, I, I know that feeling. I haven't left California. <laughs> still Dude, here. like right now it's,
0: it's hard enough of a challenge just to like get by right now under this lockdown <laughs> pandemic. Shit. So oh,
1: well, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like yeah.
0: The thought, the thought of a challenge on top of a challenge. I mean, like, I, I, I give you kudos for trying to even, for even trying to pursue a relationship in this time, you know, like, I know you didn't mm-hmm. set out to, but I'm like, you know, it's, an international long-term, uh, long-distance relationship to pursue that online, like in the mm-hmm. age of the pandemic where flights are banned and nobody's allowed out of America. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's an uphill battle. But mm-hmm. I think, I think kind of the biggest risks in life can actually yield the biggest rewards, you know. But I think a lot of us are just too afraid to go there, you know.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, and and trust me, and this whole thing, like, I mean, as as great as everything is going, there there's a huge amount of fear in it, sure, because you know, you're, I'm, I'm investing time now, I'm investing time and in myself into this whole thing, yeah. and who knows where, if it leads nowhere? Wow, I could have been doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean that's yeah you're right I mean that's that's what it takes and I think um, I do. I hope you do pursue the uh, you know going abroad um, it's just you've done it I mean I'm a little surprised you're apprehensive you've done it you've lived places for years you've lived places outside of the US for years so why yeah. now is why is it now all of a sudden kind of uh, a, a problem I guess <laughs>
0: yeah it's a good question And I can come up with excuses all day, you know, there's always, there'll there'll never be a shortage of excuses for anybody, you know, to do something. And that's Mm -hmm. part of the problem is that Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like it's too risky for the, for the small amount of reasons why you want to go do something, you know, and the limited Mm -hmm. chances of it working out. But there are, is an infinite list of reasons to not do something, you know? Oh, sure. So that's that's the struggle. But <laughs> but yeah, this is uh this is inspiring to hear that and uh I'll of course be listening to uh your oh, podcast and then, for more cryptic yeah. details. That I'm sure you will Oh, admit. sure. <laughs> <On yours. laughs>
1: um I, I well uh, yeah, no, I I uh, yeah, yeah. My uh my thoughts will be probably either in the next one. Well yeah, we'll see where I am in the next one or the other or or the one afterwards, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, it, it just happened, so I didn't feel like I needed to do the big reveal, but hey, I'm here, we're talking, yeah. yeah. Well, I <laughs> feel, I feel, I feel honored
0: to be part of the semi-reveal, or the, you know, like, <laughs> phase one reveal, or, you know, oh, that's cool, but, uh, okay, so shifting gears a little bit, I wanted, sure. one thing I wanted, one thing I was really curious I wanted to ask you about is, uh. What is the the split like or the divide like in your mind or in, your, in, in actuality between your friends in real life who you know who are like your friend friends versus like mm-hmm. online friends? Mm-hmm. So describe sort of what that's like for you.
1: Well, it it's it's kind of been the split has kind of been made for me. So I used to have a group of in uh, in person friends, and I mean I guess I still have a couple. But I, I had a larger group of friends whom I spent a lot of time with in person uh, for a very long time. For I guess nine, eight out of the last ten years, um, doing all sorts of things, and uh, they took precedence over the online friends because they were there. You know, they mm-hmm. were the people who I could uh, t- physically touch, and they were tangible, uh, while yeah. the online friends were, of course, just voices or words Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when the kind of when the in people friends uh, when their lives continued on and it continued on without me I realized well wait a minute the definition of what or the uh, essence of what a friend is isn't their proximity it's really you know just how it's defined differently and so my online friends have have built, have developed more importance to me in that sense. And um, they are now a much more prominent part because they will go out of their way to do things for me. Or they, they, you know, even if we haven't talked for a long time, they don't, have, you know, they'll catch up or they'll ask how I'm doing randomly uh, mm. because they thought of me for just a second, which is not something friends that I had in person did and I believe it's just because there's that convenience, right? You you, you know, when you're there, you take advantage, you're not take advantage, you uh, take for granted.
0: Take it for granted, right? yeah.
1: Yeah. You take it for granted that, well, they're there. You know, they're five miles away, whatever, you know. We can just drive by, say hello. Um, But that's not the case, you know. If, if their life moves on and they feel like you're not necessarily needed for their life to move on, they're perfectly fine just kind of putting you off to the side. And and it was an eye opener um to see that uh for me friend uh you know friendship no longer is defined by whether they are online or off it's just they are huh. a friend or they're not a friend <laughs> because when i see these online friends you know it, it it's always you know it, it's i'm treated in a way that I wasn't necessarily treated with the people who were closest to me. So, and and it's a much more fulfilling experience and, uh, and relationship I have with these people. Uh, Because I think the distance and that time, I think the distance and knowing that we can't, they value the time more when you see them uh, on occasion, They, 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 they take advantage of that time, you know, they want they want it to, ha- to be more meaningful while, you know, again, the, the people who are <laughs> right across the street. Right down the street. Right. Yeah.
0: So these online yes. friends you're talking about, are these mostly friends you have met at some point in yes, life, I've Yes, I've
1: or? met most of my online friends. Yeah.
0: OK, they're just they just live elsewhere.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. I, I initially met, uh, we initially became friends online through some type of common thing like like podcasting or Twitter, and um, I th- I'm pretty sure I've met. No, i actually I'm pretty sure I met all all but uh, the people in the UK. <laughs> They're the only mm-hmm. ones I haven't met yet. But uh, anyone in the states who I had been online friends with, yes, yeah, I, I've met them in person. I want I mean sure to because you know um I think it's important that at some point if you are if you know someone for that long and, and you know you share these online <laughs> these quote quote unquote, online memories um yeah to, to 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 at least yeah buy him a beer or something
0: <laughs> yeah yeah like like when I did the introversion project back in the early 2000s I ended up having a whole bunch of fans and like I ended up when I moved to New York I ended up meeting a lot of them nice. and uh and we're still friends to this day some of them And uh, it's cool. It's cool to go from the online world to the offline, especially when it's not like, I mean, online dating is kind of its own beast where you just exchange a couple of messages and then you meet up. Like people are so used Mm -hmm. to that. It's whatever. But but what you and I are talking about right now is something completely different where you actually build more depth online. And it's kind of in a platonic way a lot of the times where it's just like, just bonding over time. And Mm -hmm. It's like if you can bond with somebody online via Twitter or Facebook, whatever, for over a long period of time, I think I kind of get what you're saying. Like there's kind of something that's more substantial to that because it's that much more difficult, but it makes it that much more meaningful or special, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. because of the difficulty factor to even get to that point. So when you actually meet in person, it is kind of more special. Yeah. So yeah. was this also kind of this realization you had? Uh, was, was this also sort of what? prompted you to start the online friend simulator podcast in the first place or?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was that. And it was, um, yeah, it was mostly uh, losing that connection with my in-person friends and, and realizing that, yeah, a lot of the people whom I connect with most are online and people's. And uh, what other, what oh, also prompted it is when you listen to a podcast, and you get to know the hosts, you, you tend to feel like even though they don't know who you are, you kind of feel friendly with them. Mm-hmm. And I met a couple of hosts uh, a few years back and they had no idea who I was, but they knew I was a listener and they were really wonderful like people to meet. And it made me realize, well, if I could feel this way towards people who've never met me, I wonder if I can produce that same type of feeling and make that specific as opposed to these people who just do a comedy show or they do, right. you know, whatever mine is. Yeah. Hey, I realize you don't have a friend or maybe you do have friends, but they're not around right now. Hey, here, I'm here. Let's talk. So that, that, that was, uh, all of those different factors kind of led me to, to really want to do this. And, um, and, and yeah, people seem to be yeah. I mean, people, people seem to like it, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: cool, man. It's cool, and I I encourage all of my listeners right now to uh, to check it out. I'll have all the links and all your info in the in the show notes. I um, oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's just uh, it's really cool, man. So you've been doing it mm-hmm. for like a year, a little over a year or so. Uh,
1: I can now see it's off and on for like two years, I think. Because I'm okay. on episode fifty-five, so even if I was doing it once a week, <laughs> it would have at least been a year. But I, I know that I, there are gaps, so yeah, it's been about two years. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, but you've you've been podcasting for longer than this podcast, right? Because you had the other projects you were doing, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know, Have I ever talked about what got me into podcasting? On the, I don't know if I ever have. Maybe well, I if to, you
0: have, I I haven't heard that story. So
1: okay, do tell. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so about a decade ago, I got into a very nasty separation slash divorce, oh. and I needed. I was not working at the time. I was homeless, um, and I needed a means to. Provide myself therapy. You know, I needed a way to to keep myself sane, and so I scrounged somebody together together, get a nice little blue microphone. I had a laptop already, and I just started recording. The blue, and the blue the yeti. You could blue yeti. Yeah, <laughs> that was my first mic. It's the the go
0: to <laughs> mic for podcasters starting out. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> and so I started doing a show called Geek Love Radio, which I didn't realize had already a name that was already taken. Like Four years prior, I did not do my research Wait, what was it called?
0: <laughs> what was it called Eat love radio geek,
1: geek love radio yeah oh geek
0: geek love geek love radio yeah
1: okay, so I did geek love radio for i hope four years i think um, and uh, but what dad got what got me started was needing that therapy, needing to be able to talk about my issues and my problems and like my thoughts on what was going on in a medium that uh I already was listening to. I mean, I was already listening to a bunch of podcasts in 2010. So I was like, okay, I, if they can do it, I'll I'll do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I, I did this show, and I hadn't stopped. <laughs> I've been I've been creating content ever since, <laughs> and uh, you know, it involves different things. And you know, I think uh, luckily Geek Love Radio, I think was the the most popular show I ever had, but it unfortunately was getting repetitive. So I, I ended up, you know. Closing it down, uh, talking about the same thing. I was still single after four years of doing the show and part of it was moving on and finding a new relationship didn't happen. So, Mm. yeah, I just decided, okay, well, I've said what I needed to say and and I I, I shut it down and I moved on to other things. But, yeah, I needed to... It was was much-needed self-therapy before I could get real therapy. And and it helped a lot. And um, ever since then... I made sure I at least had one podcast, even if I was doing some type of pop culture or something, mm-hmm. I needed one podcast that it was dedicated to at least attempting to help other people out there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I do think there is something therapeutic about I mean, I guess it depends what kind of podcast you start, but I, it sounds like with your intentions with how you started out and also with what you're doing with Online Friends Simulator and what I'm doing with Introversion. Mm -hmm. um, I I think I got a little bit, like I was saying earlier, I think I got a little bit carried away in terms of dealing with the issues of our time, like with the Mm -hmm. pandemic and Black Lives Matter and getting into those debates with people who I don't see eye to eye with. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got into that space and there was some nobility to that in the sense of like, look, I don't want to argue back and forth on Facebook about these things. But I want to have Mm -hmm. genuine, real, in-depth conversations. And I felt like podcasting was the great way to do that right now. (laughs) So that's kind of what has been happening for several weeks here. But when I posted this uh, episode last week, the shift after the Unfriend episode, which is kind of a continuation of the Unfriend episode, Mm -hmm. I've kind of started to feel like, I think what you and I are doing right now and and I think like the kind of conversations I want to have with some other friends of mine who are like creative people, you know, I I, I totally agree with you when, you when you're talking about like when you're doing Keek Love and after a while you felt like it just got repetitive. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I like about what I'm doing here and, and now. And I'm, you know, I'm still filling it out, but I, I like this direction I'm heading in because like my ratio right now has been one guest episode then one solo episode, one guest, one solo. So alternating, Mm -hmm. but I, I kind of, even though I have a whole bunch of guests now I'm queuing up, I'm recording uh, this weekend and Monday, but I was thinking I kind of want to start doing like two solo episodes to one guest episode. Cause it's really just like, I kind of like just being able to talk and like,
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: almost like, I, I don't know if you feel this way too when you cause yours is mostly solo episodes, but like, if you do feel like you're just kind of like kind of sculpting ideas just out loud, you know, you're just like thinking out loud and you're, you're kind of talking to yourself, but you're totally cool with people listening in on it. But you're, you know, it's not about right or wrong answers or facts mm-hmm. or declarations, but it's more like you're just, it's a process and you're just feeling out your thoughts, your feelings, your observations in order to come out of it. You know, at the when you're done recording, you can listen back to it and be like, you know what? Yeah, I think I it is very therapeutic. It's cathartic, right? Like you, you, mm-hmm. you kind of realize things. And I think you also help other people realize things in the process, right?
1: Yeah, because there's, you know, there's no one answer to everything. And so I try to, re- uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, what's funny is I'm, I'm afraid that it's just a, a, a flow of just random thoughts. Quite often, it's like oh, I'm just just saying yeah. stuff now, you know. Right. There's no yeah. I notice I notice when you do that when
0: you do that on the podcast, and you're like, I don't know, I'm rambling. This is meaningless, isn't it? Like, but I'm like, no, no, dude, it's good. It's good shit. Okay, good. Like, <laughs> like, but it's like, but I'm, but oh, so this is where of the things where it's like, I love Seinfeld. Like that, that's probably mm-hmm. my favorite sitcom of all time. But mm-hmm. what I love about it is it's literally the show about nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: It's about nothing. <laughs> No story? Oh, forget
0: the story. You got to have a story. Who says you got to have a story? Um, one of my friends wrote a review of my podcast and he was kind of referring to that. And he's just like, yeah, it's a podcast about nothing and everything, you know? So, you know, it's somewhere between nothing and everything. But I like that, you know? It's just like, I feel like these kind of podcasts are are few and far between, though, you know? Because mm-hmm. usually a podcast is like about... Uh, a Game of Thrones podcast or a Star Wars podcast or a cooking podcast mm-hmm. or a politics or a right-wing podcast or a left-wing podcast. And mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're going to get and that's all it is, but there's, it's so much more about the topic than the process, right? Of, of thoughts and feelings. And, you know, cause like neither of our podcasts would either would be classified in a self-help category either. It's not, and it's not really just, I guess it's kind of like a personal storytelling blog kind of thing, but it's not even that. Because, like, a lot of times, like, you won't tell a story, I won't tell a story. It's just Mm -hmm. pontificating. It's just, you know, (laughs) whatever it is. You know, I don't even think there's a word for that, but I think that's what's cool about it.
1: Yeah. And I think the reason why a lot of this stuff isn't, I, I think that why you don't see more of this is because it, it, this is hard to listen to sometimes, I think. People want to hold on to the things that they can easily get an emotion out of. Why? This is why we, you know, we have our little circles, why we have our echo chambers, because it's the easiest way to get that hit of whatever we're looking for. And self-reflection is hard, or thinking about life is hard sometimes, and I feel that these things do i mean these shows need to be out there because there's people out there who are trying to find a way to are finding some way out of this maze and trying to figure stuff out and they don't necessarily know where to turn to or who to talk to or even how to even you know create those first thoughts of like well wait a minute what what do i need to do about myself or well, what is it about this current what's bothering me about you know Facebook right now. What is it about it that's bothering me? And then mm-hmm. one of us will say something. It's like, oh, that's it. That's what's yeah. been bothering me. I, I couldn't, I couldn't put it into words, but this guy did. And yeah. it, I think that um, hopefully, I mean, look, hopefully, you know, we, we, you know, I, I'm subscribed to your podcast. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be listening more. And um, I think that. Uh, for myself. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is the kind of thing I like, you know, I, I, I need this kind of thoughtfulness and, um, even if it's considered rambling, I need that, you know, (laughs) I think we all kind of need a little bit of that. We're too busy distracting ourselves with television and movies and whatever. And it's like, no, we shouldn't keep distracting ourselves. We should probably think about what's going on (laughs) with us.
0: Yeah. I, I think you're spot on when you said like this, most people aren't into this self-reflection thing. Mm-hmm. And I think guys like you and me are kind of the anomaly, right? Because we're yeah. we're we're so self-reflective. We're like not just thinkers, we're overthinkers, you know. Oh yeah. But you know, so we're like so like analytical and like just uh neurotic, I guess, you know. <laughs> So that's a good word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <good> so kind of, kind of to a fault, but it, you know, it's a blessing. It's a curse, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think it's good for us to put that out there in the world. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stoked that you're going to, that you're tuned in and you'll be listening. Um, cause yeah, I think all of this is a process and, uh, and I, I kind of enjoy seeing, so this is why, I, you know, we didn't really maybe next time if we record together, like I really wanted, I wanted to do like a little pop quiz for, y- for you and prepare it. I didn't have time today, but uh, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to ask you some questions about like your pop culture taste and all this kind of stuff. Cause I'm just curious, but, um, but a lot of this stuff that I like, it's uh, like, I was shocked when I told some friends of mine recently, like not recently, but this past year, um, some of my favorite movies and they were like, what the fuck like that was fucking boring is like pointless what a pointless movie and like i was like what really I want, like
1: I, I want to know what this movie
0: is <laughs> oh well it's, it's not just one movie it was like multiple movies that i liked that people thought oh. were shit you know so mm. so like before sunrise have you seen before sunrise
1: i have not seen before sunrise now
0: okay so check it out i'll be curious to hear yeah. your thoughts but basically it's, it's ethan Hawke, julie delpy uh, mm-hmm. Again, with your story, serendipity, I think you might actually really like this. So basically, he's an American. She's French. Mm-hmm. He sees this girl on the train going through Austria. And they sit down next to each other on the train and they just start chatting. And And he's got to get off. Or she's got to get off at the next stop. No, 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 no. That's not right. She's going all the way to like <laughs> Paris, back to Paris. He gets off in Austria. And then he's like, he gets back on the train real quick and he's like, look, I feel like we have something here. Like you want to get off this train and let's just like walk around the town and, you know, and so he convinces her into doing it and they basically just walk around Vienna and they get to know each other and talk about all these things in life. And I'm just like, it's like podcasting. It's like what we're doing now though. It's just two people, strangers they met and they have conversations and it's really fascinating <laughs> to me. But these are the kind of movies that I like or like Swingers is another fa- favorite movie oh, of sure, mine. Yeah.
1: But where there's it's like... like there's... They, they don't like Swingers?
0: <laughs> well, not so much Swingers. I think people like Swingers. Oh. But, but the, the consistency about Swingers or a show like Seinfeld or Before Sunrise mm-hmm. or all... It's like nothing really happens in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's all about the dialogue. It's all about the connection between people. It's all about the in-between, the moments. You know. The, the, but, but I feel like that's what life is.
1: If there's any kind of magic in this world, it must be in the attempt of understanding someone sharing something. Well, it is. life
0: Sometimes when I watch <laughs> all of these movies, these Hollywood movies, I just feel like, yeah, I'm just watching this Hollywood production out there. But I'm like... It's a fantasy or it's a, you know, it's a crazy thing or a crime drama. But, like, my life is not full of crime and drama and murder Mm -hmm. and and magic powers and time travel. And, you know, my life is just the regular day-to-day stuff. And sometimes it's kind of nice to see that represented in some form, whether it's cinema or a podcast or something like that. So, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a freak to be into that kind of stuff, I don't know, but no, I I think,
1: um, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm already interested in this movie. I need to watch this so badly. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you should. uh, Oh, dude, I, I can uh, next time we record, I I would love to have you on again at some point. So I will have the quiz prepared for you uh, for, Oh boy. I (laughs) want to get your, I want to get your take on like all these different uh, movies and shows and get your thoughts. But, I have a whole list sure. of recommendations for you. I just got a feeling that you'll like. There's a there's a Japanese movie called Kamikaze Girls.
1: Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I need to watch more foreign film. That that that's something that I haven't sat down and done. Um, yeah, I really need to let, allow myself to do that <laughs> because I just I don't know. I just haven't done it. But well, uh, they
0: they require more concentration, of course, because you can't be like no. multitasking watching a.
1: You have subtitles film. to read. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got work. You got
0: work to do while you watch. Oh, that's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to uh, bring whatever you got. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go after it. Sure, you're good. <laughs>
0: cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, I think we're about at time here. I'm uh, kind of winding down here, getting a little drowsy sure. in my time zone. Yeah. So. If you have any final thoughts or anything you want to share, uh, definitely uh, mention your Mm. URLs, social media and all that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, um, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, I listened to your podcast and I thought, this guy's better than me. (laughs) What does he he want me on? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm I'm really (laughs) flattered. I'm flattered. Thank you. So I was like, wow, all right, I, gu- I, I guess. I guess he's slumming it for this one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing all of the shows that y- – or all the other episodes that you got. I, I, I was uh, very fascinated with that Unfriend episode. But um, yeah, I mean, if anyone's interested in, I guess, my point of view on friendship and <laughs> relationship and stuff like that, yeah, net is the website. It has all of my uh, podcasts that I'm a part of and uh, – and all the shows that I do outside of that as well, um, if you're into improv, that's something I just recently kind of picked up over the last couple of years is doing improv, which is something I never thought I'd ever say out loud. But uh, hmm. it's it, it's very, yeah, uh, it, it's some of the most fun I've had trying to really just think of stuff on, I mean, because I already do that on my podcast, <laughs> might as well do it in a comedic form. Yeah, so, yeah. um yeah, so that you can you can check out uh, shows like Super Geeked Up on there. But uh, yeah, I, I am at AKA the other guy on the social medias. If anyone's interested in following me, I, I just randomly tweet about. Um, I don't know. My last tweet was like, if you have no butt curvature, will a pair of cargo pants stay on you even if they have their pockets <laughs> full? I don't know. How do pants work? I don't have no idea. See, these <laughs> the these are the head?
0: important these are the important questions that that matter. Exactly. To all of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If not, just important because they take our mind off of all the other insanity that's killing our killing our brain cells. Biggest reason why souls. I tweet that
1: kind of stuff. <laughs> Biggest reason why I do it. <laughs> yeah. Get our mind off things.
0: All right, man. Well, it was great but having you on. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, definitely. All right. Hey, you. Yes, you. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. That way you can obviously get notified as soon as new episodes arrive. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five star rating and consider writing a brief review. It just takes a second and it really helps in order to get this podcast ranking higher so that more people can discover it. And the better this podcast is doing, the more prominent guests we can get on the show, and also the more time I can devote to it, which means more episodes and better episodes. And speaking of better episodes, what would you like to see more of on the show? Are there specific topics you'd love to see covered? Do you have thoughts of your own on the subjects discussed today? I'd love to hear from you. Just shoot an email to podcast at introversion.com. Or you can reach out to me on social media. I'm Jay Caslow on pretty much every platform. Twitter, Instagram, and the rest. And last but not least, if you've been enjoying listening to the podcast and also checking out the daily blog at introversion.com, I invite you to visit patreon.com introversion where you can become an official introversion patron for as little as $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. Anyway, just consider it. Otherwise, just click like, share this podcast with friends and family who you think would enjoy it. It's 2020, so be safe out there. And yet, go live your life. I know that's kind of a paradox, but we'll figure this out one way or another. Anyway, have a good one. Until next time.